Welcome back to the Stephen and Stephen Show. The holiday special. The holiday special. I'm Stephen. I'm also Stephen. And we're the Stevens. This is episode... It would be 13. 13. Yeah. I believe a new season is upon us. Upon, yes. Can we, can we call this the kickoff to the new season? Well, I was thinking or, it's kind of like... Or is this the season finale? It's like a holiday special. Okay, it's you a holiday special. Like it wasn't in our original contract. We've done a full season. We're going to mm-hmm. start a new season. And then... We, this is a bonus episode is what it is. That's what it is. We're not obligated to do this. No, this wasn't in our contract. It's out of... And we don't get paid any extra for doing it. Just the love of the game, really. You know, It's just about how much we enjoy podcasting. It's true. Um, speaking of how much we enjoy podcasting, we do have some exciting news that we just... Oh, my goodness. Well... Game changer. Are you, you want to just start with that? Go ahead. Let's kick it off. Tell tell the folks at home. Well, we hit our 1,000 downloads. Our total downloads is now at 1,000 and counting. Yeah. I mean, probably just going up as we speak. It's um, like a running. It is. Calculator. I mean, it's like one of those. It's like the national debt. Just every time you look at it, it's bigger. <laughs> the national debt. <laughs> you ever seen the national debt calculator? Yeah, it just doesn't stop. We're it's spending, just, we're still we're spending like $180,000 a second. That's pretty much it, yeah. So according to our good friends over at Buzzsprout, just the best podcast host you could possibly imagine. Um, as of as of right now, we're we're sitting at about uh, ten forty one downloads. Ten forty one since you, published horrible. last uh, last ninety days. We're we're in the uh, nine hundred sixty nine range. So well, that national debt thing was interesting. I just pulled this up. Where are we at on that? So we're only at twenty nine. Oh trillion. my gosh! It's like it really yeah. is moving. It really is moving. Uh, what website each, is this? This is usdebtclock.org. Golly! Um, each citizen is costing the government eighty eight thousand dollars a year, roughly, and then all the taxpayers is two hundred and thirty two thousand. I don't understand how that is. It's because some citizens don't pay taxes. Ah! Wow, this is this is really stressing me out. I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, that's. That's a lot. That's a lot for a holiday episode. That's a lot. We don't need you. to go into the debt no. crisis. Um, um, but with a thousand um, downloads, come some opportunities. Come some opportunity, and we have launched our first opportunity into the podcast monetization game. Yes. So um, sponsorships, they are out there. And I know that's what you all want. Is you want this podcast <laughs> littered with sponsorships? All you want us to do is just ads. read read roll like pre roll, mid roll, post roll. Just just a shilling. Yeah. For whatever whatever great company is willing to do business with the Stephen and Stephen show, we've been honest about our intentions here from day one. Yep, uh, this is this is about paying for our kids' colleges. Yeah. So I'm all about freedom. Not particularly thrilled with free. There's a yeah. big difference between yeah. the two. Yeah, um, capitalism. You know, it's I'm a big fan. Here we are. Uh, so, anyways, wish us luck in our future endeavors that we would um, get some financial gain out of this. And Not, if you want to sponsor the Stephen and Stephen show, dude, we you're love listening. You. And you do got you a have business, a car wash? Do you have a taco cart? Are you uh, a guy who likes to work in other people's cars? And- Ooh. Just maybe you're not like licensed or anything, but like you can change oil for twenty bucks or something. Yeah. We can tell all of our listeners about it. Yeah. For a very low price. And we don't discriminate either on um like ageism for your no. job so maybe well, let me just say I, I have personal values but i throw mm-hmm. them out the window when it comes to sponsorships 100 percent. i will shill for anybody i can be bought 
Like, we'll just put it that way. Just like, name your price. As long as, and that's capitalism. So as long as it's not a socialist agenda, I'm more than happy to promote your business 100. on my podcast. 100. Um, so I do want to um, specify to all of our listeners, though, that um, the content that we have would not change. Oh, no. If anything, it would be enhanced. I think it would be better. We're, we're really looking for sponsorships for people who, you know, um, I mean, they're only going to want to advertise with us if, if mm-hmm. their target market is our target market. So right. we're hoping we can just develop some some good partnerships here, now, some business partnerships. Because we're business. That's what we are. We're small business that's right. uh, entrepreneurs. Do you feel like podcasts are, and maybe I guess if you're listening to this, you could provide some input as well. Is it better to have your ads at the beginning of the show or at the in the middle of the show? So it's interesting you say that. Um, How do you like to consume your podcast well, ads? This might lead us into kind of story time because we're oh, here. I love story time. Yeah. Uh, we're here in Big Bear, yeah, Big Bear Lake, on the annual family vacation. You might be able to hear the noises of children in the background, the riffraff in the background, yeah, the uh, the ankle biters making noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, Charity and I, and Joel drove here this looks uh, from Texas, and. Uh, it's just for show. Yeah, that other microphone was just for show. Anyways, we, we drove here from yeah, you guys Texas. drove. Yeah, and so we, people think we're crazy mm-hmm. um, for driving 20-something hours to get here for five days. How much did it cost you in gas? Oh, 200 bucks. If that, probably. Yeah. yeah. It and got more expensive. Most like, of it was when you got to California. The further west you get. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. I filled up at uh, Costco the other day. Cost, 20 minutes in line to get gas at Costco, mm-hmm. and it still cost me 80 bucks. Yeah. For the same tank of gas that would have cost me 50 in Texas. But... I digress. Yeah. People Thank, ask, like, Gavin how, how do we get through that drive? Um, and the answer is we listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, and this year, uh, shout out to Brian Baumgartner and the Office Deep Dive, because that was our that podcast, was your podcast of choice, of choice to get here. Right. Uh, and Brian uh, does usually a pre-roll and a mid-roll. Okay. Um, I prefer – there's two schools of thought, though. I kind of prefer getting it out of the way with the pre-roll yeah. and then because if it's a good interview, right? Like you don't want to be interrupted. No. That's but a good point. At the same time, I just want to get into it. So right. he does his stick. Do you find yourself hitting play on the podcast and then skipping ahead a few seconds? Like I like to hit that fast forward 30 yeah, second button yeah. to we jump did that up. a lot. We did that a lot, yeah. which you know, I I hope that our listeners will stick with us and listen to everything that we advertise. I, I, um, we're gonna we're gonna have some good ones. Absolutely. I noticed if this that, first one works out. I'm I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts in the shower. Oh, how do you do that? Um, I I put. Do them, you have a shower speaker? I do have a shower speaker, but um, I will actually set that off. I have a little ledge, like a little window, which okay. provides for some ventilation in the shower, especially whenever it's a hot, steamy shower. And so what I'll do is just kind of set it there in the window, and then it provides a nice little echo effect. Huh. And then, of okay. course, any of neighbors that might be listening down the street, they can have a, a peek in as well. But um, what I've noticed is that those, those ad rolls that, you know, when I get into the – when I turn my podcast on and I'm getting ready to prep for the shower, uh, if it's an ad roll that's at the beginning of a podcast, just I just through. fast forward it. Uh. But, hey, if you're in the shower and then that mid-roll podcast ad comes on – What can on, you do? What are you going to do? You're going to listen yeah, to freezethefat.com and you're going to you know, think, maybe man. I do need to hit up Freeze the Fat. Here's the thing. I would hit up freezethefat.com. I would too. I don't even need a podcast. I've been listening to their ads for years since they mm-hmm. since I lived here and they advertised on mm-hmm. ESPN Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I – I would do it. I w- I'd do it tomorrow. I do it in a heartbeat. Um, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's a replacement for working out, but it is a supplement. 
You know, some people say well, like they, the Book the of Mormon thing. is a companion to the Bible. I mean, like freeze the fat is a companion here's, to your workout. Here's the thing about the Book of Mormon is not cool it. sculpting. Uh, FreezeTheFat.com, which I mean, just sponsors at this point, guys. I'm giving you free advertisement right now. We're not it's, getting paid a dime. But they, for well, it. here's what concerns me about it, though. Okay, they say they target an area of your body. Oh yes, I and, know. And the fat will never come back there. Never. But if you, but it grows around that well, area. It goes somewhere else. Yeah. So like, where where if if let's say I get rid of the gut, mm-hmm. let's say I do the cool sculpting, mm-hmm. the gut is gone, the fat will never grow back on the gut. It's all where love is handles. it going? Is it's it, all love is handles. Is it love handles? Point. Is it moobs? Is it yeah. back fat? I think <sighs> back fat would be the worst. Back fat. Can you? <sighs> back fat is a. Well, first off, it's delicious on wild hogs, but on humans, not so much. Not so much. If you're into the wild hog game. Back fat's for you. If you're into like maybe being an Instagram model, avoid the back fat. If you're a podcaster, no, back back fat is not. Is unless, not unless, but that's where cool sculpting gets you, right? Like because then you've got to cool sculpt the back fat. Yeah. And then where does it go? There's a point where like your ankles are the only place left for fat. Just all just meshes down. To yeah, the, and I. It's man, like I those. Can't. It's like those frozen uh, popsicle sticks. You know, where you, on a summer <laughs> day you just keep squeezing it up to the top. That's how the back fat works. It goes down to your ankle. That's my only concern with cool sculpting. It's it's like it's, it's worth a try. It's though. a kickstart to a healthy lifestyle. Like. But at that point, you've got to work out and eat right, or else the fat's going to grow back in a really awkward place, and you're going to have just like a neck. Yeah. I'm just like... That brings up a great point. Kick, kickstart to a healthy lifestyle. Are you going to kickstart your healthy lifestyle in 2022? I plan on it, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what short-term goals do you have? Do you have um, or have, have you thought of any upcoming New Year's resolutions or maybe milestones that you want to hit? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, I want to take off a few pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that looks like necessarily. I mean, I've got to... Here, here's one thing. Okay, so um, another sponsorship opportunity for us, uh, Crumble Cookies. <sighs> Crumble is one of the most genius... They get me every time. One of the most genius business models we've ever encountered because yeah. they change their menu regularly. So it makes you feel you, I like... I have to keep going back. Yeah, it capitalizes on your FOMO because it's like, well, what happens if I don't, if I, if I don't try the cosmic brownie cookie? Yeah. What if it's the best one they've ever had? So I've got to keep going back week after yeah. week to crumble. The problem is right now is we're going week after week to crumble and I'm getting a six pack. Yeah. I'm trying one That'll of do each. It. So I'm making some small choices like, you know what? I'm still going to go to crumble every week. Um, but instead, I'm just going to get the one cookie. The one Just cookie. go with the one. Uh, I'd like to cut back on soda. I think that's a big one yeah. for me. Um, I, I You know, always... I do that thing every year around my birthday where I cut out soda for a year. And I haven't done it the last two years for the pandemic. So I think I'm going to try that. But I'm not going to start that until my birthday, which is in May. Yeah. And, well, see, I, I think I'm, I'm big on – I start on January 1st. January 1st. Uh, or at least, like, the Sunday following January mm-hmm. 1st. Um, so I, I think I will – do my best to cut down on soda. The problem with me is that I've always been a all or nothing guy. Right. Like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out soda completely forever and ever. And then like a week rolls around and there's like a party and it's yeah. like, um, I don't have the self discipline to do it. We're having hot. The best thing I've ever gotten is to the Super Bowl, and it's just Oof. like, what am I gonna drink with hot wings except Dr Pepper? Yeah. And so then I'll just I'm have just, water. No, you can't do that. Doing that. I live in Texas. There's no way you can eat Mexican food to me no. without drinking a soda. Like, or sweet tea? Sweet tea. Oh. Sweet tea. How am I going to go eat ch- fried chicken 
and not and drink have, sweet and not tea. Have sweet and tea. I guess maybe I should just stop eating fried chicken is the answer. But let's be honest about Who's how gonna feasible that? that is. Why would anybody stop eating fried chicken? That's it, a horrible decision. My, my 2022 uh, weight loss fitness goals revolve mostly around moderation. Um, uh, I think that's a reasonable eating goal. Eating more vegetables, like doing my best to eat more of the good stuff than the bad stuff. Right. Uh, and that includes, you know, one crumble cookie. But I think six. that's a more reasonable goal because a lot of times you have people that are like, okay, I have done literally nothing for my health in the last two decades. Right. And now on January 1st, I'm going to cut out all sugar, all carbs, no soda. Um, and I'm just going to eat purely vegetables and water for a year. And you do and, it for three days. And they make and, it for three yeah. days, and then they're like, you know what, this is terrible, and then they go and actually are eating more. Yeah. Um, um, I've got a couple other little health things I want to address that I know like what I eat is, is very important yeah. to accomplishing. So, um, But really, it's going to be a lot, a lot of moderation for me. How's your gym game? You, uh, I have a gym membership. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, you have a membership. I have a gym membership. So not necessarily a game. Yeah. The membership. You, you really. Uh, <laughs> you you really caught me on on that one because. Now, well, I, now's the time I, I of year though where everybody goes and gets their gym memberships. Sure. You're gonna I, see this nine ninety nine. I have an LA Fitness membership. Okay. Um, That's a good gym. And I got an LA Fitness membership because they had an indoor pool, uh, and I really like swimming laps. Yes. It's like my. I've lied to myself about that several times. Yeah. If I just swim, everything will be better. You know, because I'm just going to get in the pool and just swim a couple laps, and then. That but is. it's a great total body workout. No, it's it's um, a fabulous workout, and I I really get bored mm-hmm. um, with running, biking, yeah, stationary things. But I don't want to like. Well, I don't know. Our viewers might not know this about us, but both of us are prior former athletes. It's true. And one of the things I've noticed in my later, you know, as I've aged. Uh, through my mid-30s, um, the problem with running and biking, I, I'm not scoring any points. It's like a competition against no one. Yes, and yeah. I don't enjoy that aspect yeah. about it. And people are like, no, it's a competition against yourself. And I'm like, I it's already, not. It's, it's, it's not, not that. Um, I need a point to score. Yeah. Um, I need a race to win. Yeah, and like, and, oh, I beat my personal best. Yeah, nah. That's lame. Nah. You probably didn't even try that hard on your first the one thing. Best. The one thing that is motivating for me in working out is the scale. Um, okay. and, I, and people tell you, like, oh, don't look at the scale. The scale will lie. You know, no, I look at the scale water. every day. I, no, I, if I'm going hard at it, yeah. I need to weigh myself every single morning. Yeah. And, and sometimes, like, if I know I had an especially big meal the day before and, <sighs> and haven't had a, a, a passing yet, yeah. I won't weigh myself. Because I'm like, oh, you know what? Give me a couple hours. Wait, wait for the my optimal optimal moment. Now, have you used any apps like MyFitnessPal or I have like used MyFitnessPal. Um, there's a couple, there's another, you know what I've really, um, gosh, the Apple Watch really does track everything about it, your life, doesn't it? Whether you want it to or not. You know what's so insulting is uh, I, I was doing something the other day and my Apple Watch was like, it looks like you're working out yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Would you like to would you like to count set this? up the yeah. fitness app? I'm it's like, like, we've noticed that you're out of breath. And it's like, I went down the stairs, fool. <laughs> Do you want uh, me to call an ambulance? Yeah. No, one of the worst things I have is I have a good friend of mine. His, uh, he's actually my realtor. So if you're looking for, oh. here's some here's some more free uh, advertising. No, 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 don't even say his name. Don't even say his name. Oh no, I have to. Uh, Josh. We'll just we won't even give okay. the last name. Okay. But Josh, a good friend of mine. Josh, if you want your last name distributed to people, that's right. 
It's going to cost you, son. It's going to cost you a pretty penny. Uh, I'm just joking, Josh. But Josh is my realtor and my very good friend, and he is a workout nerd. He's also, I don't know, he's, I don't want to date him, but he's, he's a little bit older than I am. We'll, we'll say for ra- nice round numbers, he's five years older okay. than I am, although I know that's not the, the case. Josh is one of those weirdos that wakes up at 5 a.m. to go work out. I can't stand those people. Me either. But here's the thing. I don't know how this happened, but somehow Josh is my friend on my Apple Fitness. And he's the only friend that I have. So I don't have any other loser friends who don't work out. The only thing I get is a notification that I wake up every morning that's like before I've even gotten out of bed is that Josh has completed all of his fitness goals for the day. And so I'm like, okay, I'm getting out of bed here at 6.45, 7 in the morning, and Josh has already completed all his goals. I, don't, I haven't even set man. any goals yet. I feel like... Of course, I, like I see Josh, certain, and I give him a hug, and he's like going to rip my arm off. Like there's like a certain time where I feel like it's just... I don't know. I, I've seen this on TikTok, too. People doing their like morning routine. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wake up at 4.30. Yeah. I meditate for an hour and a half. Then I go to the gym for three hours. I don't like those. Then people. I come home and meditate. For, I'm like, what is? What do you do you outside know, you know of your they meditation? Don't have kids, first yeah. of all. Um, I second of all, they don't have lives. Yeah, uh, or friends. Or financial peace. Yeah, I don't know. Not maybe, even like maybe. Dave Ramsey financial peace. Just like I don't know. If you're spending all your time on that, well, I know that you don't have to be rich to work out, but you do have to have time. And time, and time the is, a, is the hardest thing for me. Thing that you could, the greatest resource you have. Because where, am, where realistically am I going to cut time out of my day from to work out? I mean, what's what's a if you work out for an hour, where are you yeah. going to get a free hour yeah. of your life? It's hard, man. It's really hard. I've and I've I feel like I have uh, hacked mm-hmm. quite a few things in life, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to multitasking. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things like you know I I'm an avid reader. Mm-hmm. Um, read 2021. I, I finished 104 books. Ooh. Um, just right at two a week. That's admirable. Um, I didn't read a single book in 2021. <laughs> um, I, some of them I'd read before. There's some I read every year. You reread um, books. I, yeah. Oh, so yeah, you're better I've got, than I've me. got a few I, that I've read a few times over. Um, but I do, I read quite a bit. But I, let me say this though. When Sorry. I say I read quite a bit, mm-hmm. that means a lot of different things. Um, I, I have an audible membership. Okay. Um, so at least 12 of those books were audio. Okay. Um, I also read the Bible in its entirety several times a year. Sure. But that is almost exclusively an audio book. Okay. And I've hacked Thanks, it. Thanks James I, Earl Jones. Well, no, I, oh. that I do the one and a half speed, uh, of the mm. Bible on the Bible app because when you're reading it in this speed and yeah. this tempo, it can take you forever, especially to get when you're in Second Kings. Audio book, like I don't need to get through like Levitical law at that at that pace. Yeah. So I speed it up one and a half, sometimes faster than that. Yep. Um, all my audiobooks are at least at one and a quarter, most one and a half, uh, and and so that moves it faster. But even in that, I'm not just like sitting at home, like laying on my bed, like listening to an audio book. Right. Um, although I do, I that is like my nighttime before I fall asleep right. activity. Um, but like I'm driving in my car, you're doing something audiobook. else with it. Right. I'm, if I go to the gym once every six months, mm-hmm. I'll listen to an audiobook. So I prioritize reading. I think it's a big deal for me, um, for my emotional health, sure. for my intelligence, like for my job, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of my books I read are professional development books. Those to me though, like 
when am I going to find the time? Am I going to like just stop working for two hours? I'm like, right. I'm going to read. No, I'm going to... Excuse me, everyone. I'm going to read right before yeah. I go work out. Yeah. One hour for both. No. It's I, like the episode of The Office where um, they do safety training, and it's like, for 10 minutes a day, you should get up and walk around. So, you know, don't look at the screen. For 10 minutes a day, yeah. you should do this. And Michael's like, wow, that's a, it's like 30 minutes a day. And Daryl's like, do them at the same time. Like, the more you can multitask, <laughs> the more you can... Yeah. Uh, you can life hack the system, like the better off you. That's my only shot at working out. Right. Is if I can figure out at least one other thing so, that I prioritize to do at the same time. So I guess here's the hiccup and challenge. There's like that. a party going There's, on it's downstairs. Something so if you're listening you to this that, and you can't, it's we'll try to fix the sound. It's these post. children. If you if we can't get through a podcast without noise, do you think we can really get through a workout without? Okay. Um, so you read books. I don't read books. I, ever since I finished school, I just I'm in a personal space in life where I'm just I'm not interested in books. I've been trying to read Matthew McConaughey's book, uh, Green Light. We got you that book for Christmas you last did. year. Yeah. And it's great. I'm sure that it's going to be fabulous. How far, how far through are you? Um, I once opened the cover, and I sort of read the intro. And I'm going to read this book. I take it with me every single time I fly on an airplane. Gosh. I take it with me every time I go on a road trip. And I just haven't cracked it yet. I always bring books on airplanes, and I always watch movies instead. I know. That's where I'm at now in my life, too. Like, my ideal self is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to whip out this book and just knock out 200 pages. And just be done with it. Three-hour flight. No. No, you're going to do do. I'm going to watch whatever the in-flight entertainment is. I'm going to watch The Equalizer 2 again. I'm going to download whatever Netflix will let me. You know, I think I watched all the seasons of Stranger Things on on flights from Dallas to L.A. Um, so, but here's the thing, here's what I was going to say is I don't read a lot of books, but I read so much junk online. Like I'm still, uh, I know this, this is one of the more millennial things I've ever said. I read a lot of Twitter threads. Um, and I, I, from people that I think that I respect or people that I disagree with, or you respected for a minute or two, or I respected for a minute or two until I read that. Um, I read a lot of like online publications. I read a lot of stuff for work, but like the idea of sitting down and reading a book. Mm. Now, do you read more self-help books or do you read novels or do you read Uh, like stories or for every, you just keep reading like the five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. I am words of affirmation and gifts. So words of affirmation and gifts. Send me a, uh, a present and with a card that says how much you like me. Um, is, I, side note: Is yeah. the Enneagram is that just another version of like the love languages? Uh, Chad Veach calls it the Christian horoscope. Okay, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm a supporter of the Enneagram for now. A three wing four. But I have several reservations about it as a hard eight. Hundred um, percent. I'm very interested in. And uh, challenging the entire what idea I'm not down of the Enneagram. With, what I don't like with the Enneagram is people using it to excuse their behavior. Oh, yes. Uh, and you're an eight, so I understand, mm-hmm. like, your people are chief among them who are like, well, I'm going to be a jerk because I'm an eight. Because I'm super confrontational. It's just who I am. Or like, oh, I'm going to be a workaholic. I'm a three. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just who I am. Or like, I'm, you know, I'm going to be nervous. I'm a, like, I just think it's an excuse for yeah. people to, like, lean into their worst qualities sometimes. Yes. Uh, Somebody like, why I are you crying? Because that. I'm a four. Right. No, it's you're crying because because you're weak. <laughs> yeah, that's why. It's like you haven't dealt with your issues. You that was not... the most three thing I could have said. Uh, I do have a wing four though, so I I also cry. Uh, I forgive you. I, okay, so books. I I do listen. Yeah, via... books. I'm so distracted. I know. There's a kid crying. I don't think that one's our either of ours. That's not even for ours. For the record, um, that's how that's how this is going. Yeah, we found that one. Um, sorry, the road. <clears throat> I'm, books. So I, I do read a lot of self-help. Mm-hmm. Uh, self-help, I mean, for me, that's like theology books. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, 
But for every four, I've got a system. It's super nerdy. I've got a spreadsheet. Your wife would be proud. Uh, for every four, Can like self-help, one? theology, what I would call professional development okay, books. Okay, professional development um, is probably a little... Sh- I like that term better than self-help. Yeah, professional development. Um, for every four professional development books I read, I read one personal development. So okay. that has absolutely like, I think, no application to my job whatsoever, mm-hmm. which my job is people. So I feel like How do I get most yeah. things apply to my job. Um, yeah. But it's more stuff that like I... I'm looking at getting better at for myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, marriage books, right? Um, fatherhood books, things yeah. like that. That when I read them, I'm not thinking about mm-hmm. how it's going to help me pastor. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about how it's going to help me be a dad, be sure. a husband, whatever. Um, so every four professional developments, I read one personal development, and then I read one strictly pleasure book. Yeah, um, which is like Tom Verducci's book, The Cubs Way. Um, about uh, the Chicago Cubs. About the Chicago Cubs, okay. Um, I do read novels. I read uh, the Bill Clinton novels uh, with James mm. Patterson, like wow. The President's Daughter, and I knocked those out uh, this year. Like when the new Dan Brown novels drop, yeah. I, will not, I, I, will, I will do a Dan Brown novel in 24 hours. When I, I first I read the, Dan Brown is, The Da Vinci Code, like, oh, okay. Angels and Demons. Yes. I've read all those. Do you ever find yourself, maybe I, this is my struggle because I have attention deficit disorder of the hyperfunction. Do you ever find yourself reading and then you're thinking about something completely different than what you're actually reading? And, uh, then, you, and then you've like flipped two pages and you're like, I have no idea what I just This is going to sound so bad, but only when I'm reading the Bible. <sighs> I know that sounds so bad, but it's why I got the audio I'm gonna pray on the for Bible. You. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not it's be, it's only it's not when I'm reading the Bible. Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm just thinking about all the people mm-hmm. who are listening to this going like, Ugh. Uh, it's only when I'm reading the Bible for like, I do this thing called the thirty day shred every year. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you want to do the thirty day shred with me, send me a DM on Instagram. I read the whole Bible in January, Genesis to Revelation in thirty days. Wow, um, it's like forty five fifty chapters a day basically. Um, but when I'm doing the shred, I find myself reading or listening and like not really. Like getting it the way I want. To. Yeah. If I'm reading the Bible, like I'm studying, um, right. If I if I have a short, like that, I'm pretty. Yeah. If I'm doing my usual like twenty chapters a day mm-hmm. that I do just in my regular daily life, like if I'm doing that, I'm pretty good about. It. If I'm studying like prepare a message or something, sure. I'm, I'm I can be locked in. But it's like during you know shred when I'm just I'm listening to the Bible, listening to the Bible, or I'm reading it just you know to to get through my thing. Shred is cool though. Let me just plug for shred because what's cool is you see kind of the Bible as a greater work. Um, you see it overarching motifs, sure. things like that, as opposed to something along the lines of, you know, I'm doing a word study right. on this particular thing. You you can see how Genesis to Revelation, it all is one cohesive work. It's it, supposed it's, to be a it's flow. The word. Yeah. yeah. And it, it you see the types and shadows, you see, you know, foreshadowing, prophecy fulfilled, things like that. And when you read it all in thirty days, you just oh it all just it all, jumps it at you. Yeah. I think my issue with reading has become from the last book that I read, which the majority of the last books that I read were textbooks. Yeah, in, my, in my master's program. And I think the last textbook I read was like Global Effects on Media Communication, which could not have been a more disastrous and snorlax situation. So and I th- Oh the, hey we have children. Oh, hey, are they coming go up away. here? Go downstairs. We're not done yet. No, we love you. No, you can still live here, but go away. All right. We're not going to edit this out either. No, early that's minute. life. Uh, yeah, Maybe media, we'll give us a sponsor. Media effects on global communication. It was just uh, adult, but it was of, of a read, but it's like... So let me ask when okay. it comes to textbooks, because um, yeah. I, I teach 
a couple of college classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell students like, if you read this book word, like every single word mm. during this semester, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, that's not how to get this information most effectively. No, not at all. Um, do you, do you feel like your, your experience was, was the same? Like you were able to get what you need to get from a textbook just through kind of the, like what I call smart reading process, yeah. not the like well, skim reading, but I call it smart reading, like picking so, out the information you need to be yeah. able to build more knowledge. Yeah. So I found that if you're, if you have a single textbook for a single course, um, you're not learning anything. You're just regurgitating like standard information. So the best thing that worked for me was whenever I had a couple different textbooks and maybe we had a lesson that highlighted like a chapter out yeah. of one textbook because I, and maybe, maybe that's specific to my career path, which in the communications field, um, you know, one of the most dangerous things about communication is there's more than one way to skin a cat. Like sure. there's, there's more than one way to say something. There's more than one way to interpret something. There's different audiences. Um, there's different platforms for communication. So there really is no one way to like succeed at communication. Um, and that's a blessing and a curse because with a career field that's that broad, you can get as creative as you want to, but it's also, there's a lot left up to the imagination. And, um, sometimes it's nice to just have like a single answer. Yeah. So I found like with it, at least in the communications field, as far as textbooks went, it was always more valuable to have a couple different textbooks and try and see what, you know, maybe what this, uh, this author was saying, or maybe what this writer was saying, or maybe what this theorist was saying. There's a lot of theories in communications. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember any of them. Um, but I took a, a, I took a class called communication theory yeah. in undergrad actually. Well, I was going to say, I think my, the grad level classes that, um, I took, I think the most important thing I learned was how to find information. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I, yes. this is a topic that there is research right. regarding and you will need to do research about it right. in your career field. You're going to have instead to. of just saying, well, this is the right information Right. To say like, okay, this is how you find the right information, or this is how you find new information, mm-hmm. or this is how you weigh information to right. find out if it if it's right or wrong, you know, because there will always be a ton of information right. out there. And even to go one step further, this is how you challenge existing information. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, I think, especially where we're at in this age of this of this pandemic. It's like you know, we always say trust the science as if the tri- the science has been completely, yeah. yeah, it hasn't evolved at all. There's been no new developments and you look where we're at. I mean, we're, we're here in December of 2021, like two years ago, we had no idea what the coronavirus was save for like maybe 200 scientists all over the world. And now suddenly we're supposed to believe that we have all the answers about what this thing is supposed to be. And that's simply just not true. And so there's a, but there is a right way and a wrong way to challenge some of that. The problem that I have is that we have taken out the ability to actually challenge what right. we think. Because be, it's just, here's the information. Right. And that's I'm smarter next. than you. Yeah, and that's the end. And if you don't My know My first this, name is doctor, so just do what I say. Yeah, and I, I really don't like that, especially as an Enneagram 8. You know? yeah. like, I'm, I'm meant to challenge things. So if you tell me, well, this is the answer and it's factual, I'm going to say like, oh, yeah? Challenge accepted. And it's like, my, I mean, th- you bring up like, you know, bringing up the way the coronavirus and all the things related to it have, have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it strikes a nerve with me. I and mean, we were, we're in California where there's now another mask mandate. Um, it's pretty wild. Isn't on it? my way here, um, I read an article that 
um, Fuhrer Fauci mm-hmm. uh, would really love for airlines to have a vaccine mandate. Yeah. And it, it, listen, I'm not anti-vax. I'm not uh, anti-science. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm pro-liberty. I'm pro-freedom. I'm pro, uh, like, I almost said pro-choice. Uh, and in a sense that I, I, I very much am pro you getting to choose what you do mm-hmm. about what What's you, best for what you. you what you've researched right. what you've made a choice and if it kills you that's on you yeah that's kind of your fault um, at that if point. your choices only affect you i feel like you should get to make them on yeah, your own yeah but your choices are affecting me this i want to say this about this airline thing this does this literally does not make any sense to me we were discussing this uh, earlier yeah off off air off air offline um we have airlines where yeah ceos of airlines uh, I mean, you're you're a tall young lad. What are you? Six three. Six three. Yeah. Six three. I'm I, I'm standing at a whopping five five eleven. I don't think I've ever stretched out on an airplane, and it doesn't matter if I've flown, you know, from Los Angeles to San Diego. Especially now that I have a kid. Yeah. Because I I if I fly alone, I I purposefully try to get to the exit row. Yes. Because um, just because I mean I'm going to be useless in the event of an airplane oh, yeah. crash. Oh yeah. Do you commit to? Um, well, What's, do you remember the old Mark Lowry bit? Like they're like, do you want to you appreciate the uh, or you you commit you're agreeing to sit in the airline? Like, yeah, I'm going to be the guy after a plane crash. Thank you for flying Delta. <laughs> like, no. I, well, here's the thing: the only, the reason that it's important for those in the uh, exit row uh, to have that agreement is because I can't. I'm not going to be able to help you get off the plane because I'm going to be stuck in my chair. Because it's going to take me 30 minutes to dislodge to my To dislodge legs myself from the seat. Because I'm so crammed in there because we had to sell 400 <laughs> chairs. That, I mean, right. the other old Mark Lowry base, like, you know, like, the bed was this wide, not this wide. Like, that's how I feel about exactly. airline chairs. Like, you stuff us in, like, sardines. You're not, you're not giving us, like, the look, like, no, you can't walk around without, you know, unless the captain has turned off the fastened seatbelt side because there's no turbulence. So I'm crammed in there like a sardine. But now, if you'll just wear a mask, everything's fine. Then we but can you be know, safe. Um, I, I read this, and I, I might be misquoting it again. Don't get your news from us. But there were uh, airline CEOs that went before Congress mm-hmm. and basically said masks are, are not really helping on airplanes mm-hmm. because of the high-quality air, the way they do the filtration yeah. of air on an airplane. What they said was, you and I, and we're, about the, we're sitting about the distance about as close sitting as next to a stranger on, a, on, on an airplane. We're a you know fifteen inches apart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the equivalent of like fifteen feet apart on an airplane. Yeah, because we're not breathing the same air. Like that's how. And I call B, I call BS on be. that because I've smelled a fart before on an airplane. <laughs> Was just, it your own? I mean, yeah. There's been times it happens. It happens to all of us. It's a natural thing. Um, don't eat too much grease before you get on an airplane. Well, but I, I'm just I saying, think the point is like it's not doing. These guys are losing money. Because I know people mm-hmm. who won't fly because of masks. Do yeah. you? I I know a few who claim that they wouldn't, but I don't know that they actually would fly anyways. Um, that's fair. I, I know of a couple who refuse to fly now because of mask mandates. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we – one thing – I mean, I know I've, I've talked about uh, Joel on the podcast a few times before um, in his autism diagnosis, but mm-hmm. we were a little concerned that How he that would, would wear go. a mask. Yeah. That he would freak out and, and mm-hmm. not not be able to do it, and then you know you see horror stories of right. people like 
getting kicked off of planes because, because their two-year-old wouldn't wear a mask. Right. Um, and, man, Joel's a champ because he figured it out really quick. And shout out to the therapy center um, where he went because we, they conditioned him. They, right. He they spent certain hours of the day with a mask on getting ready to fly on the plane. And so he does fine. Um, we've also figured out the the life hack of eating because mm. um, just constantly eat on an airplane. The kid eats like one goldfish every like nine seconds, mm-hmm. um, and if he just keeps his hands on them the entire time. So if like somebody walks by, he's just trained now to be like. Do you find it odd though how many people are trying to enforce the mask mandates, but yet they don't fully buy into them oh, we, themselves? You know, we went into a bowling alley today uh, on family vacation here, and mm-hmm. this really passive aggressive sign that was like our governor has again decided that we should wear masks yeah so please help us out by doing it but you look around and nobody's wearing wearing one and neither are the employees even the employees they might have a mask but it's it's like hang down under their lips like like we're just at this point in the pandemic where i think everybody's just like all right just let me live my life. Yeah, what are, what are we doing? My favorite thing is that uh, President Biden has now announced that the federal government can't do anything about this. It's we be, told you that in the it's beginning. It's got to be taken care of at the state level. We told you that. I was like, well, praise God I live in Texas. Oh, my gosh. Like, what a weirdo. I don't even know if that guy is coherent half the time. It's sad, isn't it? It really is. If anybody else's grandpa do you want to was trying the, yes. the Let's Go Brandon thing on oh, the... The fact that this guy didn't even know. If anybody else's grandpa was running for president, we'd be like, okay, Papa, <laughs> yeah. hey, bud. just think, you know, think just, this one through. Just sit home and tell you. We're we'll, putting a dementia we'll come, patient we'll in the... Visit. Just tell your stories to us on Sunday afternoons. That phone call with the Let's Go Brandon thing. So if you don't know, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. uh, the president and his wife were doing the traditional presidential check-in with NORAD. Um, you want to explain what NORAD is? I have no idea what NORAD okay. is. Uh, it's it's basically... NORAD is, uh, it's in Colorado. It's basically like the branch of the Air Force. No, I have a that, computer here. Let's Google yeah, it. Yeah, we could Google it. I know it's in Colorado, um, and it's like the main like space tracking, flight oh, tracking it's the thing. Oh, Santa Tracker. Right. Okay. Official um, NORAD tracks Santa. Yeah. Uh, and so they track Santa, uh, and they did this call in. I'm explaining this poorly, but this guy called in. I think you're doing fine. To talk about, just to talk about his kids and what they're expecting for mm-hmm. for Christmas. And he's talking to the president and the president Biden's like, all right, well, Merry yeah. Christmas. Have a good night. And the guy's like, Merry Christmas to you too. Let's, Let's go, go Brandon. Brandon. And then Joe Biden and what did, says, what did King dementia he say? He says, I agree. Let's go Brandon. Yeah. He was like, he didn't even know. Like, I just want the man with the nuclear codes doesn't even know about the most popular meme in the world about him right now. How did we get here? I, I don't know. We got here. And listen, because this, is of not Donnie. A, this is not a pro-Trump pod, podcast no. by any means. Um, it was an overcorrection to Donnie. It, 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 or, and from him. Uh, it was an overcorrection to him. It was an overcorrection from him. But what's crazy is they asked Joe Biden if he's going to run again in 2024. He didn't even know where he's uh, And he's like, well, you know, like health permitting, yeah. And they're like, well, what if Donald Trump's running? And he's like, that would be even more incentive for me to run as if Donald Trump was running. But here's the thing. Donald Trump's almost as old as Joe Biden is. Yeah. So what, 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 are, you, what are you trading? Like Joe needs to be in a nursing home eating Jello and playing Canasta. That needs to be how and he... Donald Trump needs to be a guest on this podcast. Yes. Where is he? Why is he not responding to our calls? Um, I, I think it's sad, and I think it's sad that, like you said, the leader of the free world that has the nuclear codes is not aware of the biggest meme uh, you know, that's but circulating. But his staff is failing him. Right. By not saying, like, hey, sir, 
Uh, if somebody says, let's go Brandon to you, this is what it means. Yeah, and you should immediately hang up the call, which, again, it's kind of weird that we allowed this guy to take phone calls on the NORAD oh, yeah. tracker, but the guy the won't guy come out and do a take, press release. So the guy who can't take questions from a, a room full of White House press reporters can't... We're going to let him talk to a random citizen. Yeah, and I think... Uh, yeah, we, At this point, though, it's like it's not, it's not partisan. Right. It makes the whole country look bad. It makes this look silly. And I think you could argue... So like, let's back up a little bit. I was not a fan of Barack Obama, his policies. Sure. But he does seem like a cool guy to love. Gosh, doesn't he? I, I'm just, I just want to hang out and watch a game with him. Right? Like, he, to me, Barack Obama's like you're the coolest of your friend's dads. Yes. Like, and you're like, oh, did you hear like, that John's dad is now president? Or it's like, you know, oh, yeah, I could see that. The Obamas are having a, a Final Four watch party. At oh, house. we got to go to the Obamas Final Four party. And then, like, at, at halftime, like, you go out into the yard, just like shoot around. Yeah, it's like halftime, we're going to go play horse. Yeah, like, and he's just chill. You know what I mean? Like, but you also know that, like, the guy looks good in a suit and he's going to carry right, he's got a professional the job. He's going to look like he knows what he's doing. And then you go to Donnie. And Donnie, you're like, what is this guy doing? Why is he just using the presidency to, you know, start another real estate company or something like this? Like, does he just want to use Air Force One as his own private jet at this point? Um, there's uh, policies aside, it was a little bit crazy. Yeah, but he did get more accomplished for a conservative agenda than. And that's something that if you're a conservative, you're like, hey, the guy you look at it, had like, some weird kinks about him. You can but- look, I, and this is what I hear a lot of people say. They're just like, policy, personality. Yeah. Like, I chose policy. Well, uh, it's, and that's a good point because if you look at, our, if you look at people of power throughout the, the centuries, most people in power are not necessarily good people. Like, Power goes right to because heads. you've got to kind of be a certain kind of guy to get yes, that power. To, to get to that power, yeah, like you kind of got to like step on people's heads. Yeah, and, pick your favorite yeah. emperor, pick your favorite king, pick your favorite you know ruler. It, it really doesn't matter who, but most of these people in power are not necessarily good people. They're, they're kind of jerks. They're kind of jerks. They're not necessarily somebody you would want to model your day to day life after, um, unless you're power hungry, and then by all means, go for the goal. Reach for the stars. Yeah, um, and I think. If you're looking for these, if you're looking for a president to be the beacon of morality, uh, I mean, we had uh, you had Trump and Hillary Clinton to run, and I mean, take your pick. And then in the next election, you had Trump and Joe Biden. And as we've clearly seen, minus everything that people are keeping out, like Biden is not exactly. But don't you think that's why Joe Biden won, though? Is because I think he won more because more people were anti-Trump. Well, exactly. They were pro-Joe I mean, Biden. We can talk about like election stealing or whatever. Like that's uh, uh, whatever. That's, okay. That's irrelevant. But I think when you looked at Trump versus Hillary Clinton, you know, mm. Donald Trump was so good at saying like, ask about the emails. Yeah. What happened to the emails? He was. Like he was so good at positioning himself as like the lesser of two evils, yes. I think. And then I think in 2020, the Democrats looked at that and they're like, who's the squeakiest clean guy we've got? Yeah. Good old Catholic, harmless Catholic Joe, Joe Biden. And so it was like he was considered the least offensive of mm-hmm. all of the, you know, I mean, there is still that moderate sector of the Democratic Party that right. that is not going to vote for Kamala Harris to be president. That's not going to vote for, I mean, Pete Buttigieg. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's not, they're going to, they're they these strong progressives. The middle ground, yeah. the le- path of least resistance. And that's what Joe Biden was. And that's what Joe and Biden that's provided. what people think, like, oh, he's a puppet. You know, he's, he's not really in charge. Did you see Charlemagne? Yeah. Ask Kamala Harris. He, he chopped her up and then she. Oh. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, she's, laugh, she's pretty wild. Um, and we need more independent people like Charlemagne and I, people are going to make fun of me for saying this, but Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Who are going to, who Absolutely. they're not bound by, you know, major, mainstream media. I think, I still think it's wild um, that you have people like Anderson Cooper or Don Lemon who are sponsored, their segments are sponsored by Pfizer. Absolutely. There's that, there's, there's that meme that's gone around, like on TikTok and Reels and stuff. It's like all of the like mainstream media shows that have been sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah. Joe Rogan sponsored by like MeUndies. Like <laughs> what? what is he going <laughs> to, what kind of manipulative facts is he going to provide? I'm from, just here to tell you like if MeUndies wants to sponsor us. We're here. I'm in. Give it a shout. Um, Make them MeUndies. You know what but I'm saying? I, I think... Going back to the like whole Obama thing, like Obama had like this presence about him that was presidential. It like it commanded respect. Yeah. It, he had a charisma about him. I even think W had some of that to a point. He For was sure. he was I painted mean, as is, a buffoon because but he of his, had a presidential pedigree. But he had a presidential pedigree. Yeah. And Trump did not have that. He was like a bull in a china cabinet. And then we we went the opposite direction with Joe Biden, where I'm sitting here going. Dear Lord, if you are an enemy of the United States and that's your leader, whew, now's the time, now's, buddy. And and that's where that that's the kind of stuff I don't want to think about too much. Yeah. Um I, I yeah, just it, I it, we're we're it, in an interesting 2022 and the midterms in particular are going to be very interesting oof. to me because I I could absolutely I think the mean, Democrats are going to get run. I think we're going to see a red wave. Uh, yeah. and and I think that there is going to be Potentially another overcorrection. Um, well, if you but, look but at maybe not too far over. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think it's going to go too far over. But here's here's the other problem: is that I think Democrats, and I'm I don't, I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm not telling you who to who to support. But look at the look at the look at the the landscape of this. The Democrats own the White House, or they they have the White House, they the have House. the House, and they have the Senate. Barely. I mean, depending on Joe Manchin's like yeah, depending on how you one day, but. They're not accomplishing anything yeah, with that. Yeah. So, which I mean, not that the Republicans accomplished a ton whenever they held all three of those things either. Yeah. But, but I'm sitting here going, if you're somebody who's a moderate and you're like, I mean, the blue just did nothing for me. Let's give red a let's give red a shot yeah, here. And that's that's that middle ground is where we're gonna I think see. And we've alienated the middle ground in in the United right, States because we've made we're it so, so Tea Party or we're so socialist. Yes, honestly. and it's bizarre. It's either like you want free college or you want to tax the middleman. Um, and the, there's like, I think when you look at the landscape of our country, there's a lot more people that are in the middle ground, even people who lean left or lean right. Yeah. Um, they're a lot more moderate and it's more evidence that our two party system is broken. If you, if you're, if the best two candidates that it's you good. can get, yeah. out there, I mean, I think what the Democrats even did, like the fact that we are not able to like put a libertarian or no. a green party and, and think that they have any shot right. whatsoever, you know? Right. I almost wish Donald Trump would have run as an independent um, in 2016 and, and kind of wish he'd run as an independent in 2024. Yeah, that run. would really mess things up. It who, would. So uh, let's let's talk about this. How did the Democrats get the White House back? Who who do they put on the ticket? Because I don't think Joe Biden's going to make it. I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm mocking him, of calling him a dimension patient, and that's, that's a, really not nice, thing, and I'm though. sorry to, to say that. But it's, it, it, is, it is a real thing. I think the man is genuinely ill, and I don't think he needs to be the president. But if you're going to – if you're you know at the DNC – who is your ticket? But look who ran. I mean, 
You're going to run Kamala out there? No. She's going to lose in a landslide. You can't run Pete Buttigieg out there. You can't run, you know, somebody from like... They have one one card to play here. What do you think it is? Michelle Obama. Really? Michelle Obama is... That's... Even George W. Bush loves Michelle Obama. (sighs) Isn't that cute? But QAnon is so cute. The two of those But QAnon's going to come out and say she used to be a man. I understand. It's going to get wild. I get it. But let me ask you this. Like, if you're the Republicans, Mm -hmm. like... Is Donald Trump your best option? Well, but, the, but here's the thing: what the Republicans have to me is uh, some Donald, like some juniors, not specifically mm-hmm. Donald Trump Jr. But like you're telling me you couldn't run Ron DeSantis out there oh, and probably look the smartest win in a landslide. Here's what I'm telling you: I would vote. I would I would strongly consider voting Republican if DeSantos was the lead ticket and Trump was like a VP. You, have you heard because you get the name of Trump? This is such a bizarre political conversation we're it. having. Have you heard the thing about making Trump the Speaker of the House? <sighs> Wouldn't that be a thing? I haven't heard that, but wow. So apparently, like, the bylaws of the House of Representatives don't actually say that the Speaker of the House has to be an elected representative. That's terrifying. They, if the majority party can just elect whoever they want to be Speaker of the House. I don't like that. Which means that if the Republicans wanted... And they had control of the House. They could just elect Donald Trump yeah. to be Speaker of the House. So I think that would be a purely comical thing. I do not know that the Democrats can win if Kamala Harris is the lead name no, on that ticket. No. If you wanted to run, um, I just don't even know who else there is. I mean, it's because I'm not a Democrat. Yeah, but if you wanted to run, if you wanted to run Michelle out there, then you could probably attach Kamala to her. But you also but have to I, have a come to Jesus moment with Kamala and be I, like, I just, I no one done, likes man. you. I think she's done. I really. But think, how do you go from the White House to off the ticket? I think her political career careers, it's her bad. political career is pretty much over. But uh, by the same token, if Trump was as polarizing as he was, how do you tell Trump to run? Because I think he would get more people to vote for DeSantis than if you. You, you got to convince Trump that like he's too old. Yeah, and you got to convince him that he could only do one more term. And we really we got to figure out a way to get somebody like long term here. We got to do some and and if. DeSantis Trump would be an interesting Ron DeSantis ticket. is an is a interesting he, candidate. He would for the be Republicans. he would be uh, um, at the at the top of my. He, he's list. far. He to me he's a more likable Ted Cruz, um, yeah. policy wise. Um, he's very. I mean he he has really done a good job in Florida through this pandemic. You know I'm I'm from Texas. I love Greg Abbott. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg Abbott can't be president. No, but he's phenomenal governor uh, well i can tell you this if the democrats wanted my vote they would send tulsi gabbard out there i love tulsi, I would gabbard. Say tulsi gabbard she is my favorite democrat and i would sure. vote for her in a heartbeat and she is more she's a freer she's, thinker than she's very else in that she, party she's definitely progressive but she's very moderate as well and she chopped up kamala on the I stage love that and it was, it love, was glorious love that moment love that for her love that for me I think if the, like I look at myself as a I but mean, like like I mean you can't go from Joe Biden to Tulsi Gabbard no, like you no there there's got to be uh, as did you see Hillary Clinton kind of like flirting with dear God with it again please send her out I if you guys want to lose Democrats just toss Hillary out there again there, and then you got Mike Pompeo on the Republican mm-hmm. side is like throwing his name around like it's interesting Quick to loss. see the guys who are making like mm-hmm. the rounds like in Iowa and stuff like that um, did you ever watch New Girl. Yeah, um, we're we're in this spot now. It's like 2016, where it's like Cece and uh, 
uh, Jess are doing the Hillary Clinton like, oh, yeah. campaigning or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Schmidt just comes in and he like sabotages the whole thing. He's like, Paul Ryan 2020. Paul Ryan 2020. <laughs> and I actually, I was watching the episode and I was like, what happened to Paul Ryan? Like, Well, you know who I'd love is Rand Paul. Oh. Can we get Rand Paul to I, run for president? Nothing would make me happier than, I mean, I stand with Rand. I, Rand's my guy. He's a Baylor University guy. He's been uh, chopping up Fuhrer Fauci for I sure. Have been, I love that. I love that. I thought that man was crazy, and now I, he seems listen, like an insane I, person. I support every presidential election Ron Paul's running. I've been mm-hmm. a Ron Paul supporter. Um, and to me, Rand is a, a very capable uh, leader. He, now he's, he's, his bedside manner, I think, which is ironic to say because he's a doctor, but I don't know that it – He's not like the nicest guy, but I do think he presents himself in a way where he's like, guys, the last four years have been terrible. It's been wild. Um, Let's think Can this we through. just make a better choice? Yeah. Uh, he's super. I, I love Rand Paul. He would be for sure the guy that I would endorse. Rand, come on the show. Yeah. Um, let the Stevens talk. We can give to you that 24 about. hour uh, temporary name Unfortunately, change. Unfortunately, Rand, uh, most of our listeners are not eligible voters as they're in England. So, yeah. Uh, but, good day, mates. I think that's Australia. Oh, well, I've got listeners there too. We've got listeners in Australia as well. Whatever it is, as you come into 2022, don't vote party line just because. Yeah. I think this is the advice. We could say this is one of the first pieces of real advice that we've offered. And know who know know what you're voting. Know the policies. Yeah, don't vote for a name. uh, I I think the platform is really important. I do think the platform is really important. We saw that with Donald Trump, um, who again. And don't just vote for the presidency. More stuff happens oh, at the local. Uh, I think that's so important. Look at who your governor is. Look at who your elected officials are. Your city council I'll, members. I'll tell you this: your council, your congressmen, your senators. It's so huge, and we live in different states, mm-hmm. and so we can just isolate like the pandemic, yeah. and say. And apparently, Joe Biden agrees with us now. <laughs> the most important thing okay. in like the the cultural response to this has not been at the federal level. No. It's been at the state the level. State, local and level. we can attest to that yep. because of the differences in the, the states we live in yep. and how it's been handled. California, I live in Texas. Texas yep. Haven't worn a mask in a year. Yep. Um, I wear one every day to I, work. I've been to, I mean, my church is a, seats a thousand every mm-hmm. single week. And we, you know, there's no limitations on any of that. Um, we've not had... I mean, every every single time the Biden administration comes out and says, like, this is what we're going to do, mm-hmm. Ken Paxton and Greg Abbott are like, not in Texas, we're not. Yeah. Nope. And Ken Paxton uh, will sue you yep. just as quickly as you decide to say you're going to do something. And in California, they'll sue you for making too much money or because you did not give away your home what a, what to a, a homeless time to be alive. Um, so best of luck to all of you as you consider <sighs> the midterm elections. Yeah. What a holiday special. What a holiday special. Um, so much. This is what I love about what we do, though, is that there's really no agenda. There's no agenda. Did and you somehow, make a did you make a agenda for this? I did not. Nope. I was just I was just hoping we were gonna get the chance get to sit recorded. down and do this. Yeah. That's right. Well, who knows when our next in-person will be. So I'm glad that we did. But our uh, moving forward in the future, I look forward to continuing this into more. Season um, two. Yeah. Season two is gonna be a hoot. It really is. I I've I've actually I've got some ideas for like segments. You were segments. Yeah. I mean, just, just maybe, you know, little things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. People, I, I'm get, I get a lot of feedback mm-hmm. on our YouTube comments, um, emails, things in person. I don't know. What, what are people saying to you in person about what they like and what they, what they prefer? What you told, you told me, Cousin Ed uh-huh. had favorite segments. 
favorite discussions that we'd had. Yeah, and those segments could be a lot of it is just like your life stuff, you know, how your day to day life is. I've gotten we, a lot of that as well. I've got a lot of people that will talk to me about parenting stuff and like oh, yeah. I really identify with the parent. Absolutely. Thing. Because um, you and I are excellent parents. I'd like to, you know, debatable, but the best one my kids ever had, that's for sure. I, I'd like to bring in my uh, crypto watch. Oh, um, I, yeah. I have recently invested in Bitcoin. Ooh, uh, three years later, I'm Doge to the uh, moon. I gotta get into. Well, let me just tell you, Bitcoin is down right now. Yeah, a whole one point eight nine percent. Sheesh. I invested eight dollars in Bitcoin. Eight bucks. And uh, I've lost. I've yet? lost. Thir- I've lost seventy cents. So if this is what crypto looks like, I don't. I don't know. But I, it's something you know. I've, we talked about goals. I've got financial goals that mm-hmm. I'm trying to achieve. I'm, you know, I'm trying sheep to get, coin, trying sheep. to get out of debt. I'm trying to, yeah, trying to you know maybe buy house houses. Sure. You know, put some money aside for my kids' college. All those kind of things. Um, we'll just and, hang tough. That'll be free soon. And well, depends on who the president is, I guess. Where you up, Bernie? Feel the uh, burn. Oh Lord Jesus! Tax us into oblivion, but the college is. <laughs> um, and it costs a hundred thousand dollars a year for a state school. I only, only, he only has three houses, so. Oh, Jesus. I, I, but I, I want to. That's something I'm trying to do is get into some more investments and things like that. So I thought maybe Crypto Watch could be something we crypto. do every single that's week. True. Maybe we watch. could record like a, a cool like uh, audio spot. We play Crypto Watch. You know, Crypto. The, I just watch. feel like this is a cri- thing cri- that, cri- Crypto. That's good. I'm gonna take that exact. That's fine. That exact. You can thing. use it. It's not even copyright. But I, I just, you know, I want to... I segments. I want to do some segments, I think. All so right. if you've got an idea for a segment, maybe you've liked something we've talked about um, throughout this first season and you want to hear us maybe make it a consistent point mm. of discussion, let us know. Let me hear if it. you like us talking about dad bod and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I once, when we were thinking about names for this show before the obvious Stephen and Stephen show came right. out, uh, the one I kind of entertained was the dad bod pod. Um, That's a solid... I think that could be a segment. The yeah. dad, the dad bod pod seg. Yeah, talk about our our, our exercise, especially now that we're you know <sighs> considering uh, trying it. to lose some weight. I'm thinking okay. about it at least. That's something we could talk about regularly. So. so if there's something that we talk about, you like us talking about, shout us uh, out. Let us know. Uh, and here's what I'd like to do. And I'm going to come with it off the top of my head. Um, let me let me see that coffee mug there. We are going to pr- do the first ever Stephen and Stephen coffee mugs. Uh, watch oh, this on YouTube. I like it. And um, if we choose your segment, Merch. yeah. If we choose your segment, I'm working on this actively now. But if we choose your segment, Merch is so in right now. It's so in. We love merch. That Hansel, he's so hot. Just know that every dollar we that you use, you you pay, will go to our pockets. Yeah, every dollar. Goes First, to it us. will support uh, the podcast. the podcast and the price that we pay to put this out there. Because right but now, but we're, we're committed to not giving dollars. any of it away. Yeah, no. You have our word um, on that. Uh, we'll split it fifty fifty. And that's what capitalists do. That's our commitment to you. And then if you want to give some away, you can give some away. It's on you. No, I don't want to. You know, I'll probably give like 10% to my church or something. But other than that, like, I mean. That's mine. Probably going in savings. But. um, We promise. I got bills. So. But if you come up with a segment that we end up using, um, I would like to. We'll give them a free coffee mug. We'll gift you with a free coffee mug. I love that. What do you think about that? I love that idea. Some incentive for you to to get involved. And if you watch our Instagram story around the first of the year. Um, I will put out the design for the coffee Ooh, mug. So I love it. We're gonna get social media savvy. Is it gonna, is it gonna have our Bitmoji on it? You want it to? I think it's cool. People I love like the our Bitmoji. I think people so like our, our logo. Who doesn't um, want to drink out of a mug with our Bitmoji on it? 
every day and then having somebody like what is that design my bitmoji though because i've cut my hair since then oh that's good point. Uh, and i think i'm going shorter even plus i look really thin in my bitmoji well you know it's like a it's a faith statement that's right it's an ideal self I think that's great. This so is uh, this we're is gonna hit social see. media hard next year. I'm, I'm down. I think that's the way to grow. Um, so we're gonna. It's the way to grow. It's the way to go. We're gonna do this thing. So thanks we're committed everybody. to the Stephen and Stephen show. We're committed to you, the listener, right. thanks, viewer. Thanks everybody for listening to this bonus episode, this holiday episode, the holiday special, the, the in person. Show. Don't forget holiday to follow special. us at the Two Stevens or email us at the Stephen and Stephen Show at gmail.com. He's the hailstone. Yep. I'm Stephen Shelton. Stephen Shelton. All right, everyone. Cheers. Peace.